What's up, everybody? My name is Nick Shavenford. I am here taking over Chase Diamond's podcast because we had uh, Uncle Nick date yesterday with uh, Shay, myself, um, Jamie, and Chase. And I something was just on my mind that I could not get off my mind. And it's something that really sits heavy to the, the success of the businesses that I built, the ones that you built, the ones that we're building together, and the ones that we're probably going to be building in the future. And I really want to talk about this because – it is important to understand that where this is coming from comes out of a place of need and a, a place out of like enjoyment, which is something that's unique to start out with without you guys knowing what we're going to talk about. Um, but it came from a good friend of ours. His name is Eric Carlson. He proposed a question and it was more of like a, it was more of a statement that like, I guess you can say when I read it, I felt triggered or I felt attacked because I was like, Oh wait, am I, is this me? And so I want to explore this with Chase today because a lot of what we do is around the amplification of messages or the promotion of things that we are supporting or a part of. And I want to know like how that line should be walked. Okay. Can I read it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Eric goes, it's amazing to me how most of the people others find to be impressive in my industry, I find to be unimpressive. And most of the people that are under the radar, I find to be wildly impressive. It is almost like the more like you, the more likely you are to be known, the less you are actually capable of others that uh, the less you are actually capable of other than self promotion. So that I just want to let that drop real quick. I want, I want what's your reaction when I read this back to you because we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. I actually saw that post on my feed and I liked it and I just I don't know. I'm very much like I didn't want to engage. I kind of felt a little triggered too. I'm like, oh man, is she shooting shots at me and Nick? And obviously he isn't and he and he wasn't. I kind of just like liked it. I was like, oh, it's an interesting, fair point. I, I think it's a couple of things, right? Like, I think the guru space has kind of gotten this bad rap, right? And I think to some degree, we're kind of in this guru space just by the fact that we have courses, right? Just yeah. by association of our courses, we're in this space. Um, that being said, right? Like, I think for us personally, I think we've been doing this long enough. And I think that we've been doing it well enough that we're definitely not in that group because I think, for example, like you start out, you do it, people maybe listen to you, but pretty quickly people can catch on whether you're fluff or whether you've got it right. We've done enough talks, we've done enough things, we've got enough courses where it's actually like we're doing what we say. And on the other end, right? Like I think the part that was really important to me is like we are practitioners. We run an agency, right? This year, the agency will do eight figures in revenue. We are actively growing and building. So I, I see his point. I agree with it to some degree. I did feel triggered. Um, but I was like, all right, I sat down and thought myself and I sat down and thought, I'm like, cool, that's not me. That's not you. So let's talk about it. No, dude, you're, you took the words right out of my mouth. So I, I sat there and I actually, I, I went in, I went, I went and commented on this. So I'm going to read again what I said. So I, I'm, so I don't paraphrase. I'll go specific. I go, there's an arc of limelight that has to be carefully maintained, building others while knowing when to talk and knowing when not to talk. Generally, if you stick with what you know and do, which should be, changing as you progress, you should be good. And, I, and I'll double down on this today. So I've been doing this seven, eight years. And the narration of commentary was like, here's strategies that we are executing. And not just strategies that we're executing. Here's things that like we're going to try next. And then we are known as the Facebook person or the email person, right? Yeah. There's like this progression of growth that an expert goes through potentially they don't always have to because there's some people that are fantastic at what they do and they just stay and they do that they continue to do that and there's no there's no there's nothing negative about that they just didn't 
choose, or they may not have had the opportunity to go from where they were to a different position, yet still being in the same space. And what I mean by this specifically is like, say you're a media buyer and you begun, you begin to be our lead media buyer or the best media buyer. And you go, actually, I don't want to manage anybody. I want to have more campaigns. I'm going to do more things. Or you're a lead uh, email designer. You you don't necessarily want to lead designers. You just want to design on better, bigger projects. Like there's ways of doing what you are doing and continue leveling up in that direction. But there's also ways that you level up in, in different directions. So I was like, this is like the arc in my brain right now. First, you're an expert executing. Facebook guy, email guy, email guy, email girl, Facebook girl. Then you're an expert creating other experts. So you are training and teaching. Then you're an expert managing experts executing. So now you're managing a team of those that you started training. Then you're influencing an overall community of experts that are executing. Here's what's working. Here's what's not working. Here's here's things that you should try. Here's things you shouldn't try. Then you begin building tools for executing experts. Yes. which is that's the phase that we're kind of in right now. We border this three thing. We border managing experts. We border the influencing of a community and we border building tools for experts. So if you look at that arc, your conversation moves away from the little day-to-day things you're doing on the platforms in which you're using. And then you start talking about like, what does it look like? Now you're going into leadership. Now you go into like overall testing and training and learning and growth. And you go into influencing and what channels you need to do to build those influencing and then what tools you have to build for experts. For instance, the SaaS tool that you're building on design. Yeah. You you work with a tons of brands. The, the, the biggest unique advantage we have on our email team is two things. Beautifully well-designed custom emails. Yeah. And the amount of campaign, the campaigns that we launch and execute against. Well, you can't necessarily do too much campaign play work. That's more of like the club and the ESP, right? Yeah. But the design stuff, you can impact that, which is why you're choosing to go build in that direction, correct? Yeah. And, and a couple of thoughts uh, here is like, man, as you're saying that, so beautifully said it, my mind is like racing to all these things. Like for, for me personally, my journey, at least on Twitter and on social was like very hardcore. Every single post was an email tactic tip strategy, right? Really yes. deep in it. This deliverability, that deliverability. And over time, I'm like, okay. I definitely want that content. That's the content that people know me for. That's the content that I personally geek out and love. But now let me talk about the agency, right? And how do I kind of get this group of people that are building agencies or freelancers wanting to kind of break into the agency game? Now I'm talking about things that we've done to scale the agency. Yes. Now I'm talking about things that are e-commerce, right? So you kind of go to your point of like the specific topic or the specific vertical to kind of other things within the vertical. And then you talk about the category, which for us is e-commerce and, and agency, and now you have the tools, right? So there's all these things that are kind of across my mind and things that we're doing. But for, for us and for you, everything I'm doing touches email or retention to some regard, right? So I've been very laser focused for the past five or 10 years on that. And it's not jumping from email to SMS to messenger and the latest and the greatest trend, right? I'm very focused and going deep and kind of wide in that. And I guess my question for you is like... Um, when people work for us or when people work for someone, right? Do you think like they don't become that guru and that kind of self-promoter because they have this ceiling? Like what I'm trying to figure out is like when he yeah. says the people that are underrated are the people that have no exposure to uh, the social crowds and the, the platforms. Is that because these people are just brilliant executors that are internal to a brand or internal to an agency that aren't the founders and therefore they don't feel like they could have it? Like why, like where do you think he's coming from or what are your thoughts? Interesting. I, that's an interesting direction. I can, I'm going to take it in two different ways. He's to eat, what I'm truly thinking means are the ones that are not 
like really active or sharing or posting about it are the ones that are actually doing it. Yeah. So like, it's a, it's an easy thing of like those who can't do teach and those yeah. who teach don't do. It's like that's it's an, it's pandering towards that a little bit. Yeah. But it's also he's he's also saying that like, look, I've met a lot of people that are like, look at me pumping their chest up, look at me, I do great things, and I actually know them. They aren't that great at what yeah. they do. So he's like, that's what he's speaking to specifically. And the note that you're just mentioned of like, well. Is that because those people or the un, the incredibly unknown people that are doing it or are great at it? Is it because they are not necessarily um, in the limelight or, or they have a founder that's above them that's in the limelight and they, they feel like they can't do it? I don't, I don't think that's it. I think it's, I think it's a personal choice, like spending time on building in a way that like you really want to be conveyed online or a way that you really want to share or provide something online. is very difficult. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. So if you if you actually aren't putting time and effort into that, you're not going to do it. You're like, I'm I'm great at my job. I, I don't I actually don't need to do this. And the biggest, most frustrating thing I think people forget about is that shit takes time. It takes so long. Like you might be like, I am motivated to share it right now, but you have to be that way, that feeling for the next two, three years. Yeah. Because you're gonna see people fall off. And they're be like, well, they talked about it for a couple months and they're no longer here anymore. Like, what's gonna happen? So you yeah. It is it is a mix. And this is why we do this at Geek Out. Like, we don't have, no, 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 I take that back. We have a couple that are like what I like to call circuit speakers. Like myself and James, we've done affiliate, we've done a world, we've done yeah. uh, Blue Ribbon, we've done a lot of these larger ones, right? Well, James and I don't really talk. James will do a new talk on a new topic, but I'll I'll share, I'll lead discussions or conversations, but I won't do a talk in my place. Everybody that's doing talks with me have never done it before and we're having to coach them which is why that's the big appeal is because they're all people that are executing it. Nerds that are able to pull out of the computer and go <laughs> yet. Sometimes the nerds that you pull them out of the computers to kind of talk about, they don't sell, they don't sell tickets. Like they don't, they don't, they don't bring the masses to them. Sometimes they do. Some they're like, Oh, this is a unique person. But like when I, when I was rising, the, the number one angle that they used me was like spent a hundred million dollars and the founder fidgety that sells tickets. So yeah, like yeah. you you got to be aware of this stuff when they, when you kind of are building these areas. What is your story? And I, I tell this when look, we're trying to build up uh, people within a t- team that want to be be built up. Joe, Michaela, B, Zeb, whoever wants to do it. We're like, guys, come on, let's go. Like, I got you. Like, Jay, Jason, Chase, Nick will put you up. But like, if they don't want it, we can't help. Yeah, I, I want to pay back on one thing that I asked you that you said that I kind of really agree with. So, for example your time at common thread right taylor really was like that figurehead and kind of like that promoter and you and savannah were kind of under him and you kind of answered that question indirectly basically saying like well the people that want to promote themselves and want to kind of impact change are going to do it regardless so you and savannah built really really strong powerful personal brands while you guys were there and now that you guys have left it's continued to kind of flourish right so i think i think that's one so i think to your point if there's this ceiling or this founder that's kind of above you or this person that's above you in your mind, that's, that's not reality. That's built. Those are walls built in your head that are preventing you from doing it. So go freaking do it. doesn't matter who you are. Obviously do it the right way. I think the other thing is, and I, I obviously agree with what Eric said, but I think the other thing too, is I think when you can teach someone something, especially if it's highly applicable and it's things that are working today, not yes. that worked three years ago, like most of gurus are t- teaching things that worked in the past where we're teaching things that work in the present and the future. That is actually mastery, right? If you could break down complex topics like email marketing and Facebook marketing in a way that the masses understand and they can improve on, 
I'd actually argue that that is more impressive than someone that's just doing it themselves. That's keeping it to themselves, right? I think being willing to share what's working um, and level the playing field, for lack of a better word, uh, makes everyone better. It makes you better because you get insights from others and it makes them better because they get insights that they might not have. Often the shit that you and I think is basic or proprietary or simple is actually the things that gives people this light bulb moments that allows them to build and create and scale. So those are kind of my thoughts kind of piggybacking on what you said. Well, I'm with you on this. And this, I, I have to say, being at Common Thread really showed me because we had a lot of things to talk about. Like we we had a lot of things that popped off, a lot of the things that myself and the group that I was part of directly was winning on. And we always, I always felt confident talking about the things there because I was the one either doing it or leading the team that was doing it. Yep. Uh, if it's so far removed, that's why I'm not going to jump on and talk about email. That's why I'm not going to jump on and talk about SMS unless it's something that we're currently doing. But even as I prepare for affiliate world, like I have a really, really great presentation that's all stemming from the organization of what I need to communicate. But I'm aggregating info from Motion, from Anze, from John, from Nicole, from from David, from Matt, from Ariel, like all the things that the team is building and all the things that I've been asking them to kind of like trial and test, like we're about to showcase. So like that, even that progression of like, hey, here's what I used to do, 2019, 2020, and here's what we're going to talk about coming in from what my team found out in 2020 in, or 2020 and 2021 and now 2022. So it's, it's like really big, interesting thing. And it's important for those that are creating content in the space to know that like, look, there's nothing wrong with you not being that person anymore, yeah. but being, being transparent about why you're no longer that person or who you're now passing the baton to, to be that person is so much more important as I like, graceful exit into whatever it is you're currently going to talk about is super important. That's something that like, I think why I'm speaking about why I'm so compelled to talk about is because it's something I'm currently experiencing as I change from who I was to what I will be on the things that we're talking about. Yeah. And dude, it's such a rewarding thing. And it's, I kind of posted about this last week. So at the time recording this, we're actually on Valentine's day. Uh, last week I hosted the state of commerce and on my Facebook memories, I, I love seeing those. It came up that two years ago, I spoke at Geek Out and yep. this was February of 2020. This was right before lockdowns, COVID pandemic. Uh, I, I literally like a week or two before I spoke at your event, which is my first in person. And it kind of just sparked like for me falling in love with teaching and connecting. And now I'm hosting virtual events and I'm speaking at yours and you're speaking at mine. And we're bringing people up from our team, like B who runs her SMS team. She spoke yeah. at our event last week. And she spoke at my one at Black Friday, Saturday, Monday. And I know she has opportunities to speak at yours. So it's kind of like this cooling, kind of this cool self-fulfilling prophecy where like you kind of paved the way as leaders and founders. And you have to let your team kind of have the same opportunities that you had. And oftentimes they're going to do it bigger and better, which makes everything that much more efficient. So true. It's a great point to like double down on that one because it's, to me, it's it's really, really important that just understand when it is time for you to exit or uh, that vehicle of promotion for yourself, for the team, for your company, for the product, whatever it is, just know when it's your turn to get into the back seat or get in the driver's seat um, to let somebody else to kind of take to drive. And it's fine. It's really okay. It really, it just be, be secure enough in yourself to know that that's totally okay to do and, and get ready to progress. I, I was super compelled. Yeah. So I really want to talk about this real quick. Yeah. My, my last thought, and I'll let you close this out is to that point, be okay being uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Because that means you're growing and you're changing. It's anxious. It's scary. It's exciting. It's exhilarating going from who you were to who you now are, to who you want to become. 
and just kind of leapfrogging, right? You're going to be so uncomfortable. But don't let that kind of handcuff you. Don't let that stop you. Keep going. No one knows what we're doing. And to you for the last words. No, I almost wanted that to be the last word. So I would say double down on the uncomfortableness. Just be ready to talk about what's next. Like what is next that you're actually doing and building and going through? That will be the most exciting thing for your audience because you, you'd be surprised your audience will ed, like grow and educate with you. It's kind of like when you're an artist and you release your first uh, your first soundtrack and as you're growing and release more and more albums, you're like, OG crew is like, yo, like this doesn't sound like you anymore. Well, like, look, you progress, you change your style, you change your vibe, you change your, your topics. And oftentimes for the loyal ones that really are listening and caring, they're usually going to want that content from you anyways. So keep creating. Overall, you can't stop creating. You have to keep going. Heck yeah. Tweet at us. Are you, I am Shackleford or I am Nick Shackleford on Twitter? I am Shackleford. Tweet at us. I am Shackleford at Ecom Chase Diamond. Let us know what your thoughts were on this one and we'll make more. Appreciate you, brother. Later, man.